listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or the World Watch List, you can visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. I'm Andrew and with me today is Nicolette and we are uh, going to give you a couple brief updates from the world of the persecuted church today, uh, um, some recent news items uh, just to keep you up to date with what is happening. And so, uh, Nicolette, why don't you start us off with, with the first news item? For sure. So uh, the first update we have for you is from India. In southern India, in Karnataka, the government has recently fast-tracked the implementation of an anti-conversion bill. So this bill basically prohibits conversion away from Hinduism. Now, Christians in this state are really alarmed by this decision uh, because attacks that they've experienced are on the rise. A local partner told Open Doors, Levels of hostility have increased sharply since the state government started pushing for the anti-conversion law. With disinformation and speech that incites violence and discrimination, fanning the flames of communal politics. So, I mean, Christians have been vocal with the government uh, trying to keep this bill from coming in. In fact, they met with the state governor the day before he signed the ordinance, urging them not to approve it. But it was approved. It was obviously approved. Uh, Anti-conversion laws are already implemented in ten of India's states. But Karnataka's new bill has uh, more severe sentences for offenders than some of those other states where Hindu national groups have used them as a pretext to attack and accuse Christians of forcibly converting Hindus into elites. So the attacks that Christians have been experiencing are fueled by the spread of disinformation about mass conversions taking place. There's no data to back these claims. In fact, in Karnataka, just under 2% of the population is Christian, according to India's 2011 census. And this number has remained stable. So there are no mass conversions taking place, but the disinformation is there. We do want to take a moment and pray for our brothers and sisters in India and specifically in Karnataka. And uh, it's a very difficult, India is a very difficult place to live as a Christian. It does rank number 10 on the 2022 World Watch List. And so, Nicolette, would you lead us in prayer? Absolutely. Lord Jesus, um, today we think of our brothers and sisters, uh, specifically in Karnataka, that are facing hostility, God. And um, we know that they um, have a lot of fear um, and they have experienced attacks and uh, violence and they're just worried about the direction that their state is heading in. And uh, we just ask that you would be present with them in this moment, God. I pray that you would protect them from attacks and from threats. I pray that um, they would be able to go about their daily lives and go to work and um, continue to gather as Christians safely. And I pray that you would give them wisdom um, as they go about their days and, and their lives, that you would protect each one, protect their children um, their families, God. And um, we also pray for for pastors and leaders and those that are involved in um, in running churches. I pray that you would protect them and keep them safe. And we also pray for 
um, people in the state of Karnataka that don't yet know you, God, um, especially um, uh, people that are Hindu, as this bill specifically targets that um, people cannot convert from Hinduism to another religion. And this bill specifically targets um, Hindus and um, prevents them from converting to another religion. And um, we just ask that your presence would be over the state of Karnataka. And um, we pray that the this bill would not prevent the spread of the gospel, that people would still get to know you, that they would still have curiosity about who Jesus is and that they would be drawn to um, these Christians who don't give up on their faith despite the horrible things that they face and um, that people would still be able to find you, God. And um, we trust that you would meet with people and that in your wisdom, you will find a way to to connect people with um, the gospel and just uh, the good news and, and with hope and with love and forgiveness and all the goodness that we experience um, through you. So we just lift up uh, the state of Karnataka and ask that your that your presence would be there. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Our next news item comes from Nigeria. Now this news item may be distressing for some, uh, although we will not share uh, graphic details. The Islamic State released an execution video just recently uh, in a threat to Christians globally. And so uh, the Islamic State in West African province, or ISWAP, was seen executing 20 Nigerian men said to be Christians as a warning to Christians around the world. And so they actually kind of did it in three stages. The first group uh, of men were killed as the militants threatened Christians around the world, that jihadists would be at war with them till the end of times. Uh, this was reported by the BBC. Uh, and, and the speaker actually added that these were killings were in revenge to the death of the Islamic State's former leader who was killed in Syria in February. And then they took a second group of men and they killed them and saying, we shall not rest until we take revenge for our brothers against the Christians all over the world. And then the, they killed a third group of men without any message at all. So this is incredibly uh, difficult and sad news. Joe Newhouse, who's a spokesperson for Open Doors in Sub-Saharan Africa, said, there are no words to describe the horror and heartbreak that the families of these men must be going through. However, while ISWAP intends to sow fear with these videos, Christians around the world should be in awe of the testimony of these men who, to the best of our knowledge, held on to their faith, even in the face of execution. She also went on to say, The spreading influence of violent jihadist groups in Nigeria is a grave concern. Entire communities have been traumatized and uprooted and this video that the attackers made is a call for a decisive action by the regional governments and the international community to address the multiple factors that create fertile ground for further radicalization that allows these groups to flourish. ISWAP, the group that did this execution, is actually the same uh, group that is holding uh, Leah Sherabu, who is a captive that we've mentioned before. Um, she's been in captivity for five years, and she is still being held, even though um, fellow students that um, were held with her have been released. She is still in captivity because she has refused to convert to Islam. Now, we've talked about Leah a lot on the podcast, and um, well, we, we want to just take a moment and pray for our brothers and sisters in Nigeria, pray for the families of these 20 men. 
So uh, let's pray together. Father God, this news is distressing. It's heartbreaking. It makes me mad. But God, amidst all this, we trust, Father, that you are with your are with our family members in Nigeria. God, that you are even now comforting the family members of those who died. That even now you're comforting the uh, them and, and filling them with your presence, God. Even now you're at work in Borno State, and uh, you are strengthening your family there, your church there, Father God. And I pray that you would. Continue to work. God, we think of Leah Sherabu and others who are held captive. God, we ask that you would set them free. God, we ask that you would work uh, to, to protect our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. Father, God, may you fill them with your courage and your strength, God, and help them to continually uh, serve you, God, even as the danger increases and the attacks increase, God, may they keep their eyes focused on you and know that you are with them, that you are in control, God, that you will never leave them nor forsake them. God, we ask that you would use these terrible events to to draw others to you, Father God, that some of these men who committed the execution, God, I pray, Father, that they would be convicted and that they would turn to Jesus. Father, we ask that you would, uh, that you would do this. We pray all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We know that this, these updates, uh, that we shared today are pretty heavy, but this is the reality that many of our persecuted brothers and sisters uh, face and live in every day. So um, we hope that you prayed with us during this podcast, and um, we ask that you would continue to pray for our brothers and sisters. As always, if you'd like to receive updates on what is going on in the persecuted world, um, please follow us on social media. Our handle is at Open Doors Canada. Um, if you have any questions or anything that you'd like to discuss on the podcast, you can email us at podcast at odcan.org and we would be happy to to read your requests and go through them um we hope you learned something today and came away from the podcast more informed and we hope you'll join us again next week god bless thanks for listening to today's episode your prayers are strengthening christians where faith costs the most you can always find more ways to pray at our website, opendoorscanada.org, or by following us on social media at Open Doors Canada.